somehow I feel like, okay, well, why would I celebrate this achievement? Not only is it expected of me because of all the sacrifices that my parents have done for me, but at the same time, like I'm going to celebrate what took me a tenth of the sacrifices that my parents had to do. And so you start comparing yourself to your parents' journey, right? And you feel like, you know what? I didn't really struggle to get to where I'm from. So perhaps my work is not worthy. My name is Yuti and I'm going to be your host on this podcast, There For More. I am going to be sharing short life stories with you to help you step out of your comfort zone every day with confidence. I'm also going to encourage you to start celebrating more of your achievements by owning them, kickstart your own online business without the imposter syndrome, and navigate life on your own terms even as a first generation immigrant in a new country. I'm so excited that you're on this journey with me and you're listening in today. Hey Munira, welcome to the podcast. I can't believe that we're actually having this discussion. It's incredible because I was just telling you a few minutes ago that we've actually never met in person, actually never really had any discussion together. But I am so excited because I know that you sounded really passionate about imposter syndrome and I can't wait to just dive into this with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me, Uti. Girl, the pleasure is all mine because I'm just here thinking that it's incredible that the internet can really connect us to so many different people. Like I'm based in Canada. Where are you based? Yeah, I'm based in Edmonton and I listen to your podcast and I think you're based in Toronto, right? I'm in Ottawa, but that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible, though, because still with the COVID and, you know, coronavirus and everything else that is going on, it's been kind of hard um, just not being able to connect with people and have like coffee chats or just like catch up uh, conversations over food and all of that. It's really just forced us to, you know, be online a lot more. How has that been for you? Honestly, COVID really forced me to be honest with myself and realize that, you know what, I really, I want to create content online and I want to like create YouTube videos. And I think sometimes your work can be a distraction for your purpose. You know, you know exactly what you're meant to be doing. You've prayed about it. And then all of a sudden COVID happens um, and you can no longer use the excuse of, you know what, I'm too busy with work or something like that. You're forced to really face yourself. I love that you shared that because honestly, so many people have different experiences about like COVID and lockdown. But I feel like I kind of relate to what you're saying about COVID kind of took out a lot of the excuses of not enough time because I used to spend a lot of time commuting to work and I would come back like feeling really tired and all of that but I've been blessed to like start working from home so I definitely am saving at least two hours in a day like the morning commute and the coming back commute and it also got me thinking as well about what I really wanted to do with my life and how I could start taking that next step to move forward. A lot of people listening right now are probably wondering 
well, who is Munira? Like we've never had her on the podcast before. Is it okay if you just kick us off by just sharing a bit about your background? Sure. I was born and raised in Montreal, Quebec. My parents are Nigerian. I grew up in a very traditional household, went um, in a religious school. Um, Muslim school in Montreal and so I was very sheltered <laughs> in a way and I honestly I've had the honor to just have parents that were really open about their experiences um, and I was the kid that would always listen to adult conversations I, I was a very inquisitive child and I loved reading I still do love reading like reading is such an obsession of mine that I I try to avoid it because if not, I won't do anything else. Like if I, if I start reading it, I won't put the book down. <laughs> so I have this obsession. Is it nonfiction or fiction? Like which one do you pivot toward? Both. I love deep like experiences. It could be like one of the last book that I just read about was about a forced marriage um, in Mali. And so I love those type of of books that are really hit that really talk about societal issues um social issues so that's what i love so essentially yeah people always talk about purpose and people always talk about finding your purpose and i think that even just from listening to you and the habits that you have and your interest it's beginning to make a lot of sense to me why you want to help other people because you're drawn to stories that are about like helping other people listening into those adult conversations where they share their problems probably learning a few things from there but let me just confirm with you as well so I'm sure I'm not making any assumptions here. What made you want to listen to those like adult conversations and what makes you read the books that you read? You know, so there was this guy, he used to ask me, why do you always read sad stories? Why can't you just read funny, you know, comedy stories? And I just looked at him and didn't give him an answer. But the real truth to that is that I grew up in domestic violence. And so when I would see what would happen between my parents, when I would see my mom getting abused, I felt like I didn't have a voice. And so for me, books were rich. Books were the voice that I wish I, I had. Um, and I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in an... Um, uh in a territory where like unspoken territory where it's like I, I live this life where I can speak up and then I have access to people that are speaking up about their truth their story and so that's honestly where it came from and so I was a very talkative child but still an introvert because there was a lot about myself that I couldn't share and even till now I still see myself a bit of an introvert because I feel like there's some layers that I, I just don't share, right? And, and it's like, you don't really want to talk about it to people. And so my escape was book. And now my escape is truly writing poetries. Um, and so that's how I kind of incorporate that into my YouTube channel. And just going from that experience of growing up in domestic violence 
to who you are today, do you think that has somehow connected to your purpose and the topic around like imposter syndrome and why you want to help people with that? I really just want people to be the best version of themselves. And you can't do that if you do not believe that you deserve the best. You cannot believe that until you truly feel like you are worthy. And I think the work that I'm doing as a self-worth coach, there's this child in me that just wished my mom saw how worthy she was so she could have left the situation early. She did leave the situation. I am super proud of her. As I picked up on so many stories around me growing up, I realized that a lot of people just do not feel worthy. They don't feel like they're worthy enough of either raising children on their own. They don't feel like they're worthy enough if they do not have a husband um, next to them. Um, And there's a lot of deep wounds that happen. And in terms of like imposter syndrome, just looking at my parents and they're listening to their um, immigration experience and so on. I have so much respect for everything they've done. And, you know, as you grow up, you listen to their stories. Sometimes they kind of use that against you to say, you know what, things are easy for you. You should work harder or things like that. And sometimes what happens is that things do come easily or let's say, you know, you do achieve something, but you feel unworthy of praise. You feel unworthy of celebration Uh, because you're like, you know what? It took you this, 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 all these steps for you to get here. And yet it took me somehow just a little steps for me to get here. Somehow you feel like you cheated the process. Um, And sometimes when you just watch your parents just struggle day in, day out, and they always come back. They always have this working hard pattern. You feel like this working hard thing is a myth and you feel like, you know what? There's a lie somewhere. Surely it's not you'll work hard and you'll be successful because we all know that one person that works hard and harder and just have not been able to reap what they've been sowing. What I'm really picking up is imposter syndrome kind of shows up when you're able to achieve things that other people have struggled with and you begin to feel like you're cheating the system. So you feel like a fraud and you don't even celebrate yourself because you're scared that if someone should maybe look too closely, they're going to recognize that you didn't do as much work in their own perspective as they did so what's the big deal anyways yeah it can look different for so many people for some people imposter syndrome can just be you know what i know other people don't see me as a coach yet maybe because i don't have this huge instagram following or whatever for someone else one of the signs or one of the symptoms that people do not pick up on is that they are very uncomfortable with compliments they are very uncomfortable celebrating something and one thing is that sometimes I I noticed that because you know I had a, like my my close friend she was like Minira I noticed you never celebrate your birthday you 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 really avoid celebrating anything and I realized I feel like I haven't there's nothing for me to celebrate somehow I feel like okay well why would I celebrate this achievement not only is it expected of me because of all the sacrifices that my parents have done for me but at the same time 
like I'm going to celebrate what took me a tenth of the sacrifices that my parents had to do. And so you start comparing yourself to your parents' journey, right? And you feel like, you know what? I didn't really struggle to get to where I'm from. So perhaps my work is not worthy, right? Well, let me ask you, how does that affect you in the next thing that you want to do, right? Because the way I understand our thought patterns is that if you constantly tell your brain you ain't shit, it's going to one day start telling you you ain't shit. <laughs> you know, when you feed it, it will bubble it back yes. to you. Yes. So in your experience, have you seen that that type of imposter syndrome where you refuse to celebrate your own achievements has actually stood as an obstacle whenever you're trying to do something else? Yeah, because for the longest time, I did not want to admit to myself that coaching was something I could do. My teachers will tell me, hey, you know, you should be like a psychologist or whatever, something like that. And I was like, why? And they're like, you know, you're such a great mentor. You're this, you're that. And then I was like, okay. Um, And I noticed that for me, is I did not accept what came easily to me, the gifts that came easily to me. Because we we are here, we're trying to pursue the next level of difficulty. Whatever is hard is worthier. Um, And so now I really had done the work on myself and I was like, you know what, Munira, you are gifted. Your intuition has never failed you. If honestly, what lights you up? Honestly, what lights you up? And that's what you need to pursue. And then I realized that some people, as you talk to people, they you realize that perhaps you know, your gift is being able to just come up with the right words when you have a message to share. You know, and then you realize that it does not come as easily to other people, right? Uh, I just had to do the work in myself and just accept me and the gifts that came natural to me. And I do find little ways to celebrate myself now. I had no idea that that was your story because it really echoes some of my experiences as well. You know, chasing after that next level of difficulty, almost as if you're still trying to prove that you're worthy of something. Because maybe you're like, well, that was too easy. It wasn't as difficult as I thought it was meant to be. So even if I did well at it, it doesn't count. I need to go pick the hardest thing out there to prove something. Let me just quickly share my own side of things. Like I legit chose aerospace engineering. And I remember going to first year and they were like, oh, wow, why did you choose it? And just thinking about it, I'm laughing because they kept waiting for this epic story of like how I fell in love with planes and how I'm so like you know inquisitive about it and all of that that's not what happened like it was time for me to go to school and I had to pick a program now I just looked at my grades and I was like yeah it looks like I'm leaning more towards the engineering side but to be honest I didn't have any opportunity to explore my creative side right you know the fashion designing or anything like that I just didn't have those opportunities I know in secondary school, they kind of gave us the opportunity to do like cooking. But the thing about cooking in certain countries, and I can say Nigeria, at least in my own experience, is that there's just this huge stigma around it. Like as if your worth is tied to the food. Like, can you cook properly? Will you get married if you cook properly? And my brain was like, nah, the last thing I'm about to do is train myself to be auctioned off to some man. Like I'm my own person. So Because of that, 
I just couldn't focus on the cooking. So it didn't work out for me. So I didn't have any creative avenue. So I went into aerospace engineering and there was some logic to it. So when I was in primary school, there was this huge aircraft accident that happened. And a lot of kids in my school actually died in that plane crash. And I remember just asking, why did the plane crash? what happened. And Nigeria being a country that doesn't have everything that it needs to have, people just kept on telling me very weird answers like, oh, you know, like they just didn't have the fire extinguisher. Like you could hear at least five different sides of the story from like five different adults. And I was like, are you guys kidding me? No one actually knows what happened and we've lost so many lives here. So that drove me to want to be able to understand how this works to provide answers. Like that's always a thing. Like, but I think what I should have taken out of that was that I am someone that loves to go into the root cause of why something is not working. It wasn't really about the aircraft as much as it was about the fact that no one could actually tell me why it happened. That just took me on a different tangent and I did the program. I came out of it. I wasn't proud of my degree. Like I didn't really tell people about it. I didn't want to go for my graduation. I just felt like I didn't really deserve it since I didn't love the program. There was a lot of imposter syndrome around it, you know, and then I decided to pivot. And that's why when I connect with coaches like you, I'm like, I understand the courage that it takes to actually dive in deeper and realize that you're good at something and it's okay to take that next step and go for it. So do you mind just like sharing a bit about what that felt like for you going from that imposter syndrome to I can do this? What was that like for you? I launched my line of stainless steel bottles with inspirational quotes. And I remember working on it for like a year, having the launch party, having people come celebrate with me, have people support, have a successful crowdfunding campaign. And at the end, feeling so empty because somehow I just for the life of me couldn't celebrate like people were celebrating for me and I didn't feel celebratory or worthy of celebration and then COVID happened I was like okay Munira at the end of the day the the only thing that's left when everything is closed is your memories that's the only thing left and now you worked so hard on this thing on this product launched it was launched it created a buzz and yet you're not proud of yourself. And I was like, make yourself a promise to just be in the present and really honor the fact that whatever you want, you're able to bring to life. And so it really honestly came out of a promise that I made for myself because I was just tired of feeling like I was resenting what I prayed for, you know? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Every time I bring someone on this podcast, they always drop some kind of line and they just want to speed past it like they didn't just say that. Uh-uh. I'm going to need you to rewind and drop that again. Can you give me that sentence again? Yeah. Sometimes it, feel, it felt to me like I was resenting what I prayed for. And now I'm learning to be very specific in my prayers when I want something. Uh, instead of just being like, oh, like I want maybe a successful product launch. I I hope I can continue the prayer and remind myself and add 
And I hope and I pray that not only I will have a successful product launch, but I will feel worthy of celebration and I'll feel happy, you know, like everything else that comes with it, that completes the picture. Um, So, yeah, so it honestly was COVID making and then COVID too, I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, in the middle of a pandemic, and it's not like people owe it to you to check up on you, but it's like in the middle of a pandemic, who really checks up on you, right? And so at the end of the day, you're here avoiding certain stuff because of fear of judgment from people that honestly could care less. (laughs) And I also had their own things to deal with during the pandemic. You know, it's interesting because it's our ego that tells us that other people are thinking about us. I remember working with a client and I was explaining to her that sometimes you have to go do your market research in Facebook groups. And it's just like, yeah, but I don't really know what people are going to think if I just post this. I'm like, wow, you have such a great ego. So you really believe that somebody's going to be like eating dinner and they're going to be thinking about you and what you wrote and how you wrote it. And I'm like, that's interesting. Do you do that for other people? And she's like, no. I'm like, then why would someone do it for you? Like just randomly be thinking about you. Even if someone makes like a side comment, they're not going to like spend their whole evening talking about you you know like our ego makes us feel like everything we do is being monitored and recorded and just having like an ego check can really help you go from maybe living your life for other people feeling like a fraud to just saying hey I'm gonna do this because I want to help people I'm gonna do this because I want to be happy I want to be fulfilled whatever that is like just switching that mindset You know, Munira, do you have any tips or guidelines for someone who is feeling like they don't want to celebrate their success, right? They don't want to celebrate whatever it is that they're accomplishing. And maybe from listening to this podcast, they're realizing that, oh, wow, I'm going through some type of imposter syndrome. What would you say to that person? Your generation is meant to be easier than the past generation. You know, like whatever our parents did was to give us a better life. And we hope that we can offer a better life to our kids, a better upbringing, right? And so just making peace with the fact that generations are supposed to be made easier and each generation comes with its own set of laws, right? That's first thing, just making peace with that. The second thing is what what is what does celebration looks like to you? Sometimes we feel like in order to celebrate, we need to have like this big party or whatever, whatever. Just be honest with yourself. What does celebration looks like to you? For me, it could be a journal entry of me just hyping myself up and be like, hey girl, you did that, right? So that's that's two. Three is document. Everything that you've done, perhaps you could have like a jar and each step that you've done in order to accomplish that particular task. So that way you can come back to that jar and be like, wow, I can't believe it's filled up with all these steps that I've done. And these steps are actually seeds. You've Now you're witnessing the, the, the fruit of all these seeds you've been planting, Right. So so that could be something. 
I love all of those three tips. I wrote it down for myself as well. I really like the one about like, what does celebration look like for you? Because sometimes you might accomplish something and people are like, yeah, let's go out, let's celebrate, let's get turns. And you're like, I would love to sleep and I would love to finally take like a long shower or something different. And that's okay. It's okay. You shouldn't feel guilty about that. And you shouldn't trade that for some other person's idea of celebration where you're just feeling empty and, you know, unfulfilled. You should do what feels good to you. I love that. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. To be honest, I just have one last question for you. Well, before we play a quick game, but one last question for the podcast. I know some people are like, I know I was there at some point. Yes, you found your purpose. You're excited about it, but you haven't found your voice. Like, it's almost Mm. like you're tempted to copy from other people. Like, maybe not like plagiarize them, but you keep trying to do what they're doing. And sometimes you wonder why it's not working for you, but you do that because you're not being authentic. You're not being yourself. And it's because low-key, you feel like if you're yourself, you're not, that's not enough. You know, people will not accept you if you only show up as yourself. What would you say to someone that is going through that phase right now? Um, the same thing happened to me with regards to my YouTube channel. I felt like, like, I was like, wow, like this new concept. I can't believe that finally I'm doing this. And I was like, it's been you all along. And the only difference that I've done was I honestly looked within myself. I was like, okay, Munira, what do you normally get drawn to? What are you drawn to? What type of person are you? What what is your escape? Um, And a lot of what we need to escape, you will be surprised as to, it's kind of like an indicator of where you can find your voice. And so for me, I noticed that I love a good movie or a good book that's going to make me cry. And so whatever I need to create, for example, if my platform is YouTube, I need like whatever I need to create on YouTube needs to make me cry at the end. That's how because I honestly I love my crying for me is like a release, it's therapeutic. And so for me, I was like, okay, I'm drawn to this kind of movie, I'm drawn to this kind of book. Went back to those books, went back to those movies in particular, and then studied them. And I was like, okay, what honestly light me up about that movie? And I I noticed like this uh, this movie in particular, um, this French movie. It was like a like a slam, like a spoken yeah. spoken word. Um, and so I was drawn to that movie because she was also her she was also going through domestic violence. Her parents were going through that. Um, and so I was drawn to her because I felt like the similarity. And then in order for her not to suffocate, she would take a jog or maybe write. But whatever it is, she will always need to write after. She needs she had to do like a spoken yeah. word, right? And so once you look inward and you really start paying attention to your own patterns, you can definitely find your voice there. Um, and so that's how I was able to do that for my YouTube because everything around me in YouTube was where people just sitting down and talking um, or maybe doing a lot of vlogs or doing, uh, what is it called? Pranks. 
I don't really like pranks, right? I like watching pranks, but I'm too serious to accept pranks. <laughs> and then for blogs, um, someone, uh, this question is very important to me. And so what is your value? What is your why? And most importantly, what is your escape? If you can find a common thread between those two, three things, my escape is writing. I love writing. Honestly, if I couldn't, if I didn't journal, I wouldn't be wow. the person that I am today. And so I incorporated my escape, which is writing in my videos. And then, um, and then I said, my why is to inspire people. And so what inspires you? Maybe for you, it could be a comedy. For me, it's like a nice soap opera, crying, emotional, evoking movie or whatever. Um, so what is your what is your escape? What is your why? And what are your values? I love how you just summarized it as well. Um, just finding what lights you up. I always ask people, what is your zone of genius? You know, what is that thing that when you talk about it, you feel like, you could talk about it for days and you're so into it. And sometimes, sometimes if you're anything like me, you get too passionate, you know, your voice goes up. You're like, ah, oh. <laughs> like you just get really into it, you know, um, whatever that is for you. Or if it's something that helps you to just calm down, like for me, my energy goes up when I'm actually having a good time. And when I'm just like, trying to think through things people can be like oh what's wrong I'm like nothing this is actually my regular like you met me when I was super passionate but get used to this <laughs> yeah so I love the way you said it like what what are your values right like for me it has to be inspiring I love teaching I love explaining something and helping people to see that a lot of what they're looking for outside is within them you know and you know what is your why? I want people to live their best life, but not in the way social media portrays it. I'm not telling you to buy a new island or buy a plane. I mean, go ahead if you have the money, but ultimately that will not fulfill and satisfy you. It can afford you so many opportunities, but whatever you need in this life to to be fulfilled and to be satisfied, you have to dig in deep into your own self, get to know who you are and then find those things. But thank you, Munira, for just sharing that. Um, it was just so incredible having this whole conversation with you. I can't believe that we're already at the end. I feel like it's so short and I would definitely love to have a part two of this and I, I feel like it's going to happen. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to let you decide. I think it's going to happen. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you really believe that one of the things that we talked about changed your life or you actually realized something new today or learned something new about yourself today, I need you to do me a quick favor. Go ahead and screenshot this podcast right now and tag myself and tag Munira and let us know what it is about this podcast that you want to remember. So I'm going to be adding all of the details in the show notes as well. And just talking about the show notes, Munira, can you tell us a little bit about where we can find you online? 
Yes, I think uh, if you really want to have like an authentic feel of me, it'll be YouTube. So Essence Heights. Um, I also have a French YouTube channel. Essentially, whatever you find in English, you can find in French. So Essence Heights FR. Um, and then Instagram at Essence.Heights. I'm on Clubhouse at La Lindira. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to be adding all of that in the show notes as well. I hope everyone really enjoyed this conversation. It was such a pleasure having you on it. And right before we go, we need to play a quick game. So are you ready? Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> I usually make these questions up as I'm talking to you, literally. <laughs> um, if you had to pick one color and wear it for the next year and you would still have to like go on Zoom calls, go to like, I don't know if you go to the store and like uh, social distance, but whatever you're doing, you have to wear this one color for an entire year. What color would that be? I think it'll be, how do I describe it? It's like a, like a beige, you know, like, like, paper brown mm-hmm. kind of color yeah like a nice beige like a nice brown tone yeah. um, i think I'll, I'll go for that oh you're not scared that it's gonna get dirty eh? you're just like oh no okay. <laughs> i love that i love the confidence <laughs> um <clears throat> question number two what are two foods that like two things that you love to eat that other people don't necessarily love but other people don't love. You know what? I feel like some people have like a love-hate relationship with poutine. If if cheese didn't break me out, I would eat poutine like no tomorrow. Um, second thing that people don't necessarily like, I don't know. Um, what would that be? I have no idea for the second one, but I'm a person. I eat things regardless of the time my best breakfast is not cereal like if i could choose i would eat jollof rice and meat in the morning <laughs> that's 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 my perfect breakfast that's what i eat and the second best breakfast is like um a goosey soup and fufu like i'll eat that in the like it it holds you for the day rest of the day <laughs> COVID. what do you mean a goosey in the morning it holds you i love it i just love it with this too and everything like first thing in the morning you won't think about food till the evening even my mom she doesn't understand and i'm like i don't know <laughs> that's kind of good though because it means that if someone should come to your house you're gonna be fed good you know <laughs> you always serve like options in the morning you're eating your jollof and you're like yo you want some because this is it whatever <laughs> i love that i'm talking about poutine girl i love me some poutine i love me some cheese dripping down those fries Ooh. amen when it's not soggy it's everything uh, yes <laughs> everything and i usually love to get mine from new york fries where do you usually get yours from Oh my God. 
Uh, I live in Edmonton now and I feel like it's hard for me to find like an authentic Montreal type mm. of poutine. But um, I honestly, there was this place it's like called the Cheese Factory. Um, they had like this authentic French poutine yeah. and I love it. You know, it's interesting because I used to go to Montreal a lot. And I remember mm-hmm. going there and, you know, my friend was like, yeah, you know, something about the cheese curds. Is that what they're called? Yes. Like there was a whole fuss yes. around it. Like, oh, this is the real one. And the other ones are not the real ones. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what y'all if are saying. <laughs> if your poutine ain't got curds. That's not a poutine. <laughs> then what is it? It's just some fries with some dripping sauce. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a remix. <laughs> Yo, the best poutine I ever had was in Montreal. My friend took me to this place where they would make the food in front of you and like they had to like cut the meat and like kind of prepare it. And there was a long line. I wish I knew the name of the place, but it was a yeah. very long line. And by the time we sat down to eat it, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, this is good that you're just like, you're too good to be eaten. Like, I mean, I'm eating you, duh. But like, I just want to recognize the fact that I wish I could like not eat it and like keep it for many, many, many days because I'm about to go back to Ottawa and we ain't got no poutine that tastes like this, you know? So yes. like Montreal has good food, that's for sure definitely that's for sure thank you Munira for joining and I'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you a bit more and I cannot wait to hear more about your journey and also connect with you on YouTube and all your other platforms I would also love to check out your website for your product business because I do enjoy like marketing and all of that stuff so I think I'll just go check it out like um, maybe support you because you know I love to support other people in the same business and yeah it was just an amazing conversation thank you so much honestly like it's I think that's the beauty of the world that we live in now we're so interconnected in some ways um thank you so much for just your your presence your energy and thank you so much for having me such an honor